If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Hey, do you know that exciting feeling when your stomach is right by your brain and your world flips upside down and you scream with joy and want more? If you answered yes, you clearly like baby showers. Ah, the screams of joy when they see the little pink sweater you knitted for them. Oh, wait a minute. This is about roller coasters. Okay, we'll do baby showers some other time. Right now, you're about to upgrade from roller coaster fan to expert. Counting down from number 9. Some roller coaster tracks are filled with sand. Every company designing roller coasters has their own unique style. And rides across the world, and even within one country, can be really different in design. One thing is universal though, there will always be a track and high-speed roller coaster trains moving on it. And those huge entertainment monsters make crazy loud sounds. Roller coaster fans will agree that even those sounds vary from ride to ride as part of their individual style. It has to do with the design of the track, and among the huge variety box beam designs, makes the loudest sound you won't confuse with anything else. This type of track was designed by Bollinger and Mabillard Company, or B&M as it's usually abbreviated. So, a box beam track has a spine of steel that is made of hollow rectangular cross-section. There are fin plates out of steel that keep the two rails made of circular steel tubes together. Those fin plates are set apart at regular intervals. When trains move on the rails at impressive speeds, the track gets the vibrations and they are the reason we hear that loud noise. The box beams only make the sound louder because of their size and shape. And even though the sound of B&M roller coasters is basically its signature, it can at times cause some trouble. For example, it gave some major inconvenience to people living across the road from Canada Wonderland, a theme park in Ontario. It opened in the 1980s in the midst of farmland. But a few years later, that farmland became a residential area. It was causing tolerable discomfort at first, But then, things really got out of hand when they opened their tallest roller coaster ever, Leviathan. Its height is 305 feet, and the speed the trains reach is 93 miles per hour. Imagine all the noise it produced. And to make things worse, it was built right by the front gate of the park and covered some of the parking lot, making it even closer to people's homes. When they started complaining, The park management invited an acoustical consultant, and they came up with an idea to reduce the noise this beast was making using something as simple as sand. Now, the obvious solution was to fill the rails with it, but they realized it would be impossible since they'd have to cut them open and weld them back. It would have made the ride not as smooth as it used to be. So they decided to work with box beams instead. They cut holes in every box beam and blew sand with an aggressive blower filled with compressed air so that the sand could move up in a long tube. It must have been a pretty tiring job, since they had to fill each section of the track one by one because they're all sealed and you just can't work with the whole thing instead. In the end, it all worked its magic. The sand dampens the vibrations of the steel, and so the noise levels were reduced significantly. 
Since this trick was a success, the company used the same technology on other rides, such as Gatekeeper at Cedar Point in Ohio and Yukon Striker at Canada's Wonderland. This time, they filled the rails with sand before erecting the coasters, and so they didn't have to open box beams. Who knows? Maybe this trick will become a universal roller coaster design rule in the future. Number 8. Most roller coasters don't have engines. You'd imagine these powerful high-speed mini-trains have powerful little motors. But it's wrong. In fact, they move by converting energy. When the train is on top of the track, it has potential energy. And when it falls because of gravity, it transforms into kinetic energy. And this energy conversion keeps going as the train goes up and down on the track. Dr. Ted Bunn, chair of the physics department at the University of Richmond in Virginia, compares it to riding a bike. You don't have to work hard as you move down the hill because you've already saved enough energy from going up. Number 7. Their loops aren't circular. Have you ever noticed the loop-the-loop is never a perfect circle, but looks more like an inverted teardrop? It's not a design flaw, but a well-thought-over choice. Thanks to it, you'd stay in the seat when the train goes upside down even without restraints. The loop-the-loop is a kind of centrifuge. When you get to the top of it, gravity is pulling you toward the ground, but acceleration force is pushing you in the opposite direction. Both of these forces are basically equal, and so your body becomes almost weightless for that moment when you're at the top. Thanks to the teardrop design, it's easier to balance the forces. The train gets fast enough by the top of the loop and slows down at the sides when the turn isn't that sharp. So it minimizes the danger of the train going too quickly where it shouldn't be. And then you barf. Number 6. Height restrictions aren't meaningless. Now that you know the laws of physics will keep you in your seat even without a harness when you're hanging upside down, you'd think those height regulations don't actually mean a thing. In fact, they do. In case something goes wrong, and emergencies can't happen anywhere, the operators will have to hit the safety brake, and the restraints won't be able to protect someone below the minimum height requirements. So don't let kids fake it, if you see they're getting on their tiptoes because they really want to be on that ride. Number 5. Engineers test rides at theme parks a few times a day. Security is everything at a good theme park, and so engineers test the rides for loose bolts, rust, oil, or any other prospective dangers. And because they can't test the ride on actual people, they send sandbags down the track at full speed. Number 4. There's a ride with hidden song selections. There's a famous roller coaster in Universal Studios Florida theme park that's called Rip Ride Rocket. It offers its passengers on-ride video from cameras installed in every row, LED lighting, and on-ride music. There are 12 riders in every train, and each of them has two speakers in their headrest. They get to pick one of 30 songs on a small touchscreen on the restraint. However, there are also some secret songs not everyone knows of. If you ever find yourself on that ride and want to test this trick, just press and hold the ride logo for 10 seconds. Then you'll see a 10-digit keypad, and you'll be able to dial a 3-digit code to play the song you like. Ooh, how about Rocket Man? Number 3. The first roller coasters were inspired by 18th-century Russian ice slides. Russia is famous for its frigid winters, and so it's not surprising that local people have enjoyed ice-related activities for centuries. 
they froze water over wooden constructions to make ice ramps and slide down them on blocks of wood and ice. In the 18th century, they built whole snow parks called Russian Mountains around the palaces of St. Petersburg. This type of entertainment was popular with upper class and even Catherine II herself, who had her own mountains by Oranium Bomb Palace. La di da! After Napoleon had been defeated at Waterloo, the Russian soldiers occupied Paris and must have brought the sliding tradition with them. However, it was not cold enough in France to go down actual ice, so they added wheels to sleds. This was how the great grandfather of modern roller coasters was born in 1817. Number 2. The oldest roller coaster that's still running is over 100 years old. The oldest roller coaster in the world that you can still ride was opened in Altoona, Pennsylvania in 1901. It's called Leap the Dips. Hey, you go first. They almost shut it down in 1985, but it was officially proclaimed a National Historic Landmark 11 years later and continued its operation. As for the first ever roller coaster in America, it was opened on June 16, 1884 in Coney Island, Brooklyn. The ride cost one nickel back then, and the maximum speed of it was 6 miles per hour. That sounds like nothing compared to today's rides, but it was incredibly profitable and made $600 a day. That's equivalent to $15,000 these days. And it's basically the reason roller coasters became such a craze in the US. Number 1. The fastest, tallest, and longest rides are all in different countries. King Dakka is currently the tallest roller coaster in the world. It's located in Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey and stands proudly at 456 feet tall. That's taller than the Statue of Liberty at 305 feet. The longest ride in the world is the Steel Dragon 2000 at Japan's Nagashima Spa Land. It covers 8,133 feet. The fastest roller coaster in the world is Formula Rosso in Ferrari World Theme Park in Abu Dhabi. It reaches 150 miles per hour in 5 seconds. And then you barf. Now, isn't that impressive?